0: talent influence that's what we're here to recognize a movement that lives right in our own backyard Southwest Florida so put your glasses up let's give a toast toast to the innovators toast to the creators toast to the go-getters the people who wake up every day with a passion to create not for themselves but for the benefit of the community
1: a community that has no limits so let's kick back and toast to 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 the the good fellas
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Southwest Florida and those listening around the nation. It's your boy, Alan. And it's your
2: boy, Nicholas. And we
0: back. EQ recording and multimedia in Fort Myers, Florida. Glad to be back in the studio, bro. Just see something different. You know, Mm -hmm. see different walls, breathe Mm -hmm. different air. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So
2: I miss Josh, too. Josh is a character.
0: Shout shout out to Josh. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) our Yo, producer you,
2: for real he's he's always uh you know making moves but uh we actually have a special guest here on our podcast today number 16 who we got number 16 we have fellow fgcu graduate antoine Lindsay. antoine he's a filmmaker he's also a published author here in southwest florida he's making hella moves and you're going to be able to listen to some in-depth conversation with him so how you doing antoine
1: Doing good, man. Doing good. Thank Do- you all for having me.
2: Absolutely, man. We we appreciate you coming on the show. First and foremost, bro, how's everything? How you
0: holding
1: up with the coronavirus? And um, how you just keeping yourself, you know, busy and everything, man? Uh, to be honest, man, life is great, man. Ain't nothing to plan about. Just staying busy at home, you know, working from home. Just simple things, relaxing, enjoying myself, watching the sunset yeah. on my balcony. Uh, ain't, ain't nothing too uh, too bad about the situation, man. For me, mm-hmm. for the most part.
0: Yeah, that's why I be telling people, man. I'm like, man, it could be a lot worse. Like, people are like, damn, I'm I'm here working from home, mm-hmm. or I'm not getting out. I'm like, bro, we still got life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, true. we true still got true. our lives, and we're healthy, you know. So there's really nothing that I can complain about, cause I'm pretty sure that you've ran into a lot of people. You know a lot of people who got laid off, mm-hmm. and the unemployment rate in the United States has been at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very it's very crazy right now the situation and. Just everything we got, man, like not a lot of people have. Yeah, you know?
1: I, I think I've, I, think for the most part um, in this time, I tell a lot of people, just focus on what you truly enjoy in life. So you got all of this extra time on your hands. What is it that you know you wanted to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Plan it out and, and make it happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting you talk about watching the sunset. I think... For people who are frustrated They never really Were able to sit down And enjoy a sunset mm-hmm. You know They always think about Maybe the next thing But when you sit down Relax and you just enjoy life You you notice that You know Things go by a little Like slowly And oh, yeah, yeah. it gives you time To enjoy things But anyways Antoine Where are you from? You from, from Miami Right? Yeah yeah
1: So huh? I'm originally From uh, Liberty City, Miami Born and raised there um, My whole life um, You know the three o five. Hell yeah, bro! Always you know. From
0: always there lied, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for
1: that. So, uh <laughs> You know, I had to drop that in there, but um, yeah, I, I've lived there my whole life. I moved up to Fort Myers, what 2012. Uh, so I continued my education at FGCU. Mm-hmm. I kind of been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty little chill place, but uh, you know, it's, it's it's sometimes it gets a little bit too chill. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I mean. You've been here since 2012, I've been here since 2014, so you've seen the growth more than I have, at least, and Nick, Mm -hmm. you've been here for a while, you've been in- Since 2011. 2011, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. so, but you can say that it's been growing with a lot of young talent, right, and like, getting diversified, because I feel like the area itself has been getting diversified, you know?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, man, Uh, there's still room for growth. Um, especially with the young talent down here in Southwest Florida. I feel like there's still not enough avenues for us to get our, you know, potential to its max um, where we have the connections and we have the networks where we can build on that. But, uh, it's, it, you know, everything takes time, man. It's like putting the cake in the oven, man. They got to let it rise. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you got to have right. the right ingredients. You know, you Precisely. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So when you think of Southwest Florida like as a whole, we've we, we, we seen it, you know, kind of evolve and from what it is now you say that you, you kind of you know could see that it has room for more avenues for productivity. Has there been like any specific change in like specific that you could think of that you were like damn I'm so happy that this change was made?
1: I would say um, as far as when we say change what you mean? Like, it could be yeah.
2: anything it could be like a new store in the area it could be like a, a new apartment complex that was built or something like that.
1: I'm, I'm gonna have to throw a shout out to um, to poets ram as well as uh, my boy uh, Brian Franklin mm-hmm. over yeah. there. Oh, Brian like, Franklin is a character.
2: I gotta too. I gotta mm-hmm.
1: I gotta give a give a shout out to them because um, they they've stayed. You know, consistent with it, mm-hmm. um, even with all the doors closing in on their faces and things of that nature where their potential has been sort of marginalized at times. They never gave up. And um, Brian tell me, oh, man, you inspired me. I'm like, dude, you inspired me. Like, I see you consistently doing what you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feed off that energy from people who are, you know, who are go-getters who just want to do what they, they came here to do. And uh, for me, it's like looking in this area and we talk about film, who do we know that's really making film? In the state of Florida, you know, in these minority communities or just in these metropolitan uh, areas and as well as Southwest Florida. So with me, um, I did my last film, I shot it here. Uh, The first film I shot it in Miami, but I'm like, you know what, let me do something special in Southwest Florida. Let me go ahead and get the people who are in the community to be in my film. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to Brian, you know, got him to be in the film. Um, and just kind of trying to bridge those connections where people can see that, you know, it's not a competition out here.
2: Mm-hmm. We all
1: have our different lanes. I'm not trying to run in your lane. I'm mm-hmm. running in mine. But
2: mm-hmm. I can
1: also help you, you know what I'm saying, whatever it is that I can do. And he does the same thing. So mm-hmm. um, that's where I've seen the areas of growth, um, just as the camaraderie of everybody in the area, you know, understanding that art is, you know, it's subjective. It's not all the same. So we don't need to sit up here and try to say, well, you know, my thing is better than yours. Like, nah, bro, yours is what yours is. Mm-hmm. Mine is what mine is. Mm-hmm. So um, I just appreciate that for the most part, um, as, as we talk about growth in the area.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very similar, like, to what most of our guests have said on regards to how, you know, the area itself is based on the camaraderie. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned, um, mm-hmm. no one's in competition with one another, you know, like mm-hmm. you see that in the bigger cities, Miami, LA. Everybody's trying to mm-hmm. come for each other, man. Mm-hmm. Here it's all love, no matter what. Yeah. You no, know, because everybody's trying to start up. It's a growing city, and the only way we're gonna grow is if we keep supporting ourselves, man. Be frank and um and Ernell, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah I, 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 I look up to them too, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I see them creating stuff, and they yeah, you're right. They're consistent. Yeah. Um, and they just organically grow. Mm-hmm. You know, and just what their niche is, man. Just. Um, it really provides a lot of excitement for locals here. Yeah,
1: because it's something that's missing, man. We, You know, you and I, we're from Miami, so we think about how we can just go any day of the week and there's something to go turn up at. Up here, it's like you got to figure out where, you know what's going on around here, right? You got you to gotta make something happen here. Exactly, <laughs> right? and those guys, they... Um, I would say they kind of pioneered that. And and again, like I say, there's still more room to grow with different things that we can add to the city Mm -hmm. as far as having that urban experience. um, I think for the most part, it's it's more so uh, middle upper class experience that people get down here where, you know, it's out of our touch because we don't we can't really relate to that. We want to we want to go turn up. Yeah. We're not trying to say, oh my golly, this cheese and crackers is great. <laughs> we want to say, oh my golly. what a henny! At. You know, <laughs> we're trying to have fun, so it's it's a different um, it's a different atmosphere. I'm gonna keep it real, 100. Like you know, it's just that that's the thing that I see that that's that's still missing here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time for it to get there, and we're gonna you know being folks that are that are that are sticking around and standing around and doing things we'll be able to reap the benefits of it and see you know just how you know progressive the city has become as far as as it relates to the acceptance of you know urban culture over here in southwest florida yeah that's that's the, that was the biggest thing for me when i moved over here the culture shock you yeah. know oh, yeah. Cause you
0: know how miami is it's so different from here completely different See, like and it's crazy because it's only two hours away and you yeah. would never think oh man it's in Florida South Florida we're still South Florida mm-hmm. yeah. but man like just the, the culture the foods the the air the everything just everything <laughs> the roads the drivers the cars bro like it's, it's, it's crazy to me man and um I think FGCU has been expanding as well. I think they've been bringing more diverse students in there. The yep. acceptance rate has been higher, so that's kind of helping as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some parents are obviously moving here too, finding vacation homes and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all that you know is is trickling in. Yeah.
2: And shout, shout out to a lot of the you know the fundraisers for FGCU. Shout mm-hmm. out to like everybody that donates to FGCU because that money you, we see it literally making moves here in the in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I just wanted to shout them out real quick but I wanted to kind of go back to to the whole idea of a startup. We want to kind of know like how you started up in terms of filmmaking. What kind of brought you into that passion there? So
1: what brought me into uh, filmmaking was my first book, Reticent, A Summer Soul in Despair. So I wrote that book. I was an eighth grade science teacher and students were in class. And uh, it's this portion of the day called Dear Reading Time. So drop everything and read for 30 minutes. And I taught black, you know, Hispanic students and they just like how I was when I was a kid. You tell me to read, guess what I'm gonna do? Go to sleep or I'm gonna talk. So <laughs> so they weren't reading. I'm trying to get them to read as much as possible and I realized that these books that they got the kids reading, it doesn't resonate with them. So. Mm-hmm talking with the kids and we do something called story time where we just go around the class tell me what's on your mind you know what happened what was interesting this um this week or you know yesterday whatever the case may be and um I started thinking about how can I get these kids to start reading more Mm -hmm. so I decided that um I was going to go ahead and write a book um my grandmother my great-grandmother she passed away in 2016 so when I started writing the book it was 2017 and I'm like man she always said I was gonna do something great. Is it this book? So I wrote like the few first few chapters of it, gave it to the kids, just on regular paper. I printed it out, handed it to them. Their reading time, they're sitting there quiet. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> Dear reading time ends, they're dumb like the first two chapters. Hey, Mr. Lenz, are you gonna finish this? I'm like, why, wow, you like it? They're like, heck yeah, man. You know, obviously I didn't say heck yeah, but mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, you know, I love it. Like, you know, I-, I can't wait to see what happens. So I'm like, all right, just uh spring break. I'm gonna go ahead and get it done. Mm-hmm. So spring break came around. I sat in the house for four days straight, to the point where I had to call my mom. Like, mom I think I need to go to the hospital. She like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I got a headache. She's like, did you eat? I'm like, dang, you right? <laughs>
2: <I'm> <laughs> Yo, like, you this, right. <laughs> this man didn't
1: eat. I'm, Cause I'm, I'm working on it and I feel it. I feel the passion in me. It's like, man, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is like live. Like I'm sitting there reading the like, writing and reading at the same time. Like, wow, mm-hmm. like this is amazing. So, mm-hmm. and I told myself, you know, I have to get this done because I needed to go back home to see my son. So I'm like, listen, Tuan, this is your deadline. You got four days to write this book. You need to get back to go see Aiden and spend time with him. Wrote the book in literally four days. No edited, nothing like that. Just. All 12 chapters Wrote it, wrote it in four days um, You know Submitted it to some people That would let them Review it They read it They were like Oh man This is amazing You know Went through that Whole entire publishing process And then um, The hurricane came So I had had This uh, You know Book tour schedule That I was going to do mm-hmm. And hurricane came And just kind of Knocked that off So I'm like Man what can I do to still get this idea out there? Um, and by the way, the book, Reddison of Someone's Hold in Despair, is about a young black boy growing up in inner city, um, in an inner city community, developing an undiagnosed mental health disorder and thinking about, you know, committing suicide. Um, so it's just a lot of parallels from, you know, young black boys who grow up in that era, area or just in inner city communities around the, nation in general, that may deal with these social pressures of, you know, being a young black boy mm-hmm. and having to make certain decisions. Um, so, um, again, fast forward back on track. So I'm thinking, man, how can I get this book, you know, get this message out there? So I'm like, I call my boy, Milan, brother um, from my fraternity. I'm like, hey, man, I'm thinking I want to make this into a movie. He was like, yo, that'll be, that'd be lit. I'm like, all right, cool. A few months go by, you know, it's on my mind, but I haven't, you know, Put any effort towards it. Um, then I remember one of my friends, uh, her name is April, I told her about it, she's like, well, what you waiting for? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, if you're gonna say it like that, then let me go ahead and get on it. So I call a few of my other guys um, up and I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm about to make into this make this book into a movie, what do you think about it? They're like, um, my boy Marquez like, well, if you do that, then I'm gonna schedule the screenings and all this other stuff. I'm like, say less. <laughs> Had no experience with making films. All I knew is that I was going to turn this book into a film. I wrote the book. People loved it. I'm Mm -hmm. like, so basically I already have a script. Just need to go in here and find out, you know, the main points that I really want to get, you know, get across in this film. Mm -hmm. So this is October 2018. November. um, So October 2018 is when I had the idea and call everybody. No script, no anything. November, we put out casting. Still no script. So we're like
2: <laughs> still no script
1: So we're like Yo like It's happening Like we got yeah. the flyer It's like Look it's gonna happen mm-hmm. December we cast Everybody for the film So we're having Our first casting meeting um, And it's the same time um, my, my uncle passed away uh, And I was supposed To go to his funeral So this is the crazy story I went to a King say Friday night mm-hmm. Saturday was um the screening um the uh, what was what is it um the script reading with the cast members the very first one, and guess what I still don't have the script. I still don't <laughs> have the <a> script. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> the most important I the script. I'm at the King State. I'm like man, this King Say getting a little bit too lit. I gotta go write this script. I gotta be to Miami t- uh, tomorrow by one o'clock. So I ended up I ended up getting home, staying up a little bit overnight, writing the script, waking up, finishing it up. I'm like you know what. You know, forget it. Like, this, they just going to have to take this script. <laughs> Get to Miami. We do the script, reading everybody, and they're like, oh, man, like, I love this, man. Like, I, I, I can relate to this on so many different levels. I'm like, little do they know, I just put this together. <laughs> so, um, we do that. So, that's December. January, we start shooting the film. Mm-hmm. February, we wrap up filming. March, we have the screening of the film at Berry University with a partnership to them. Shout out to Berry University. Um, and... Um, June of 20 uh, 2019, we uh, get invited to Facebook headquarters to screen the film and talk about the book. Um, and, dope. you know, that was an experience in itself. And just being in that experience, um, that environment where people are literally all across the United States coming up to me like, oh my God, like this is amazing. I'm so glad that you're doing this. And, you know, you got to keep going because, it, you know, we need young men like you to do stuff like this. And I'm like, wow, like, and people I don't even know are coming up to me and saying that, I should do this, then maybe I really can do this. Mm -hmm. So over the summer, um, I had a few more screenings. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to write my second film, which was called, which is um, entitled color of love, which is a story about a young, um, two poets, well, a poet and a painter and, um, how they kind of, you know, seamlessly deal with the aspect of love. Um, and, um, You know, I don't want to go on. I'm going on a tangent, but uh, that's kind of how I that's kind of how I got started with film. Mm -hmm. I started from that book, you know, Um, and that book is relevant to my story because it's in uh, in dedication to my cousin who committed suicide in 2012. So literally, when I got to Fort Myers November on his birthday uh, Thanksgiving, he committed suicide. So I took it all the way back to you know, um, back to that moment, and it, it isn't his. It isn't his real story, but it's just you know things in that book that anybody could relate to, whether you black, white, Asian, you know, Hispanic, you can relate to some of the things that a kid may go through, you know, those struggles of, of trying to grow up in an environment where you don't feel like you're, you know, your potential is being used at its um, highest uh, level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, actually, I, I love that um that
0: um, idea had for the book, man, because I was reading this book on, on Charlemagne, uh, it's called Anxiety Playing Tricks, I mean, and talks about, you know, kind of how The cultural stereotypes on basically like getting help or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know. (laughs) And um, growing up like in the inner city and seeing all the traumatic things can, you know, really impact how somebody grows up and all that. And But it's important to address that, you know, so that doesn't carry on later in your life. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people will have that pride in certain cultures. Like the Hispanic culture, they hold on to that shit too all the time, you know. And like, oh, what do you mean? Like you feel bad? like. Go freaking You know Drink some some Vicks on it Yeah exactly Drink (laughs) some water Whatever You Mm -hmm. know Um, But it's important To address that And it's it's okay To kind of you know Have struggles Through it You know And talk through it Mm -hmm. And you know Listen to other people Who have you know Overcame that So yeah Yeah
2: Yeah. And and the fact that You know You put it into words And then you put it Into film Like that transition, some people would like after a book, they're like, you know what, I did I did what I needed to do. You know what I mean? They they wouldn't take that initiative to, you know, keep it going. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. one of the things that really, you know, highlighted uh, in my mind when you're talking is that you had the right people around you. You had the people that were like, yo Fuck it. Just go do it. Like, yeah. you need somebody that's going to be like, yo, just do it. Like, what are you waiting for? Who's going to put that pressure on you? you know yeah, what I mean? think
1: that's the most important thing, too, man, is building that team of, you know, accountable people around you. Because, you know, once you get started, it's easy for you to to get lost in the, in doubt mm-hmm. and fear and all of those different things. So having people around you that's like, hey, look, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And um, and, it, and it was times where, you know, I felt like, man, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm going to just... I'm going to just focus on something else because this isn't what, it, you know, what it, it's not working how I want it to. But then I realized, you know, my purpose, and I actually read a book called The Purpose Path. Um, uh, and it's, it's by uh, Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Pearson, mm-hmm. uh, Nicholas Pierce. Um, and it talks about, you know, just that journey of how you, you know, being so young, what is it that you want to do? Right, and a lot of times people think that their job is their purpose. Oh, I'm interested in you know technology, so I'm going to you know be a, uh,
0: IT, you know IT tech, IT you yeah. know whatever
1: the case may be. But when you're at these jobs and you are feeling like, damn, like I'm here from eight to five and my life is being wasted, mm-hmm. my potential is being wasted, and there's other things that I want to do, so when you think about what is that other thing that you want to do that you know that for a fact if you do it you'd be happy you feel you'd be fulfilled it's your vocation it's your calling and with me you know film is my vocation it's my calling so yeah you know i, I have my job i'm grateful for it but it's like in my mind, I know what my purpose is. And my purpose is to change lives through storytelling. So if I can change people's lives through storytelling, whether it's making books mm-hmm. or that, you know, creating content where, you know, we're doing films or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, that's what, you know, I, I understand my purpose is. And um, and I think for the most part, going back to the point, mm-hmm. is that having, uh, having people around you that will allow you to, you know, manifest that or allow you to bring that into uh, manifestation, mm-hmm. it gives you that, mmm yeah. you know, like, damn, like, I, I got this, and um, that's one of the key things that I've been working on, um, as far as me progressing in the film industry uh, independently, because, again, I'm independent. I ain't got the big connections that other people got, you know, and, and doing all of this. And one, of the, one of the things too is, man, as I feel like a lot of motherfuckers, they always work, they, like, they work, they focus on, they focus on what they don't have rather than what they do.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. with
1: me. On the uh, on the flip side, I'm not worried about oh you know, such and such is doing this and doing that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm trying to be the next Tyler Perry. I ain't I don't give a fuck about all of that. Like yeah. I'm trying to be me. Mm-hmm. Like and being me, those people who who really love what I do, mm-hmm. it will resonate with them. Yep. It's gonna touch their spirit. It's gonna touch their soul, and then they're gonna tell mm-hmm. other people, hey, you have to go watch Antoine and do this mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I'm making these films, doing all this stuff is never about me. Yeah, it's about allowing other people to have their creativity shown Mm -hmm. through the work that I'm able to provide with them.
2: You know what's crazy is that you mentioned Tyler Perry. But I literally Just watched this show Black as fuck On Netflix And Tyler Perry Is on that show And he literally said The same exact thing As what you just said in terms, in terms of, uh, of Filmmaking
1: he, he, he said He
2: said that Cause the uh, The maker of Black as fuck He, he makes like Mixed-ish And blackish yeah. Those shows And he was like Yo Tyler Perry How do you do it Like how are you You know How do you focus All your time On making these great films And how are you So successful on it And he's like yo I don't worry about What other people You know Fucking say about my films I know what the people What my people And the people who watch my films What they're going through And what they like And I make You know I I put my stories out there For them to You know Appreciate Because they're the ones That appreciate it Not my critics You know That don't watch my shit And don't know where we come from So I was like Yo That's real That's crazy You and Tyler Perry Got the same idea I think the biggest
0: thing is too Where if you're trying To develop something Right You go on like Facebook or Instagram and you kind of see trying to get ideas from other people mm-hmm. and you see their content yeah. it kind of in a way kind of pressures you man damn I should do something like this yep. where at the end of the Precise. day if that's not your niche or you don't know how to do that focus on what you your, what you're doing best Yeah, you know you master that it's called mastery yeah. you master mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and then you can trickle on the little things that you want to learn on the side mm-hmm. I think just looking at that sometimes yeah it's good to get ideas from other people Mm -hmm. and i see that because i just started teaching myself how to um video edit you know and i see the stuff people do but at the same time I'm like i'm not there yet bro i'm not there yet i i know what to do with this certain situation and i'll get to that level soon but Mm -hmm. right now this is what i can produce and it's pretty good Mm -hmm. you know that's what i'm gonna do and that's you know that's how people should approach it. They think too much about comparing themselves to other people and that's what gets them stressed and then, you know, all, like, competition
1: Mm -hmm. um, field, you know? That fear-based mentality where people feel like, oh, man, shit, like, I'm not doing what I need to be doing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this person is doing that. Like, Mm -hmm. man, I don't look at none of that shit. Like, I look at what it is that I'm doing Mm -hmm. and how I'm going to progress and I I do things strategically. I, I know a lot of people, they they create things that, so a lot of us are very creative and we create certain things and we don't look at it from a business perspective. Like, okay, how can I generate revenue or how can I actually, you know, do something that's going to be impactful? It's a lot of people create for the moment. Mm -hmm. They don't create for the lifetime and I'm creating for the lifetime. I'm creating things, creating content that, 10, 20 years from now, people can go back and be like, man, that's relevant. Yeah. Like It's still relevant to this day. So I I, I consider myself the Tupac of film in, the film industry because I'm thinking like, you know, this guy, he has music that we still listen to. Mm-hmm. And he was making music before we were born mm-hmm. and probably just a few years after we were born. Mm-hmm. And he's, his music is still relevant to the day. So I, that's how my mentality is. I'm not looking at, you know, people who want to create content just for this moment. I'm looking mm-hmm. at, all right, when my grandkids get older, they can go back and I'm like, damn, like, mm-hmm. you know, granddad really did this. Like, this makes so much sense because mm-hmm. I can see the parallels. Gotcha. And um, just go back to the point of you know, inspiration and uh, reaching those goals, man. Like, I literally, my biggest thing is I plan. Mm-hmm. So I gotta mm-hmm. plan shit out. Like I gotta, I gotta see it. Like I don't need to know everything that's gonna happen in between, but I need to know. All right, boom, that's the end goal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, now we gotta make these things, you know, put this in order to make sure that we can at least get there. If we don't get the whole piece of the pie, then at least we get 75%. I'm good. Now we can figure out with the 75 that we got, how we can go ahead and reach that 80% and just, mm-hmm. you know, progressively get better. I think people cop out when they feel like, oh man, I tried to do this and I didn't get that 100%. Mm-hmm. It's fucking science <laughs> you, you just trial and error You do yeah. it you, you do it You try it once If you don't get the results You change up the variables And try it until you keep on Getting what you need And
2: Facts.
1: That's exactly what I'm doing So I have no doubt mm-hmm. about Like you know you got, What you it, got, it is that I'm doing You gotta yeah, set
2: up the hypothesis It's first. not It's
1: not an overnight thing And I'm sure
0: you um, Saw that when you were Filmmaking When you, you did your first film Oh yeah Right You're trying to organize You're like fuck Do I need <laughs> this Do I need this Like well, I'm all over the place mm-hmm. Is it ever gonna get done mm-hmm. So did you Did you construct a team And were you Basically paying them Were people You know Willing to do it for free To help you out Like how was the process in So going about in it the,
1: in, in the first film It was a lot of volunteer work You know Folks came out They you know They wanted to be a part of it And I was very appreciative of it um, And then it kind of Boiled down to um, You know just getting the work done and doing things together. Uh, the second film, everybody got paid because um, it's just something that my uncle taught me. He Say, look, man, you know, I don't care what if you know what a person do for you. Make sure you pay them, even if they don't do the best job. You know, make sure you get paid because that's how you earn and keep your respect. You know what I'm saying. Now you got the option of If they don't do a good job You don't never have to work with them again But make sure you pay them mm-hmm. And uh, I took that principle Everybody got paid We're moving on to the third film Which is going to be my first feature film And it's going to be a documentary You know, taking it back to mental health um, It's called Hush, Help Us Say Help A documentary on mental health in urban America
0: Love it. Love And, it. Um,
1: yeah. you know, even now uh, right now we're in the casting phase And I have a casting director So going back to the first film Where I'm doing everything <laughs> yeah. You know, now I have a casting director A production manager, a director mm-hmm. You know, um, my cinematographer We have the uh, Who else do we have? Um, uh, marketing uh, manager um, Jayla, which is a, 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 a Going back to um to working and getting people so Jayla she starred in my last film Color of Love and now she's doing the marketing for this film Mm -hmm. so just keeping people I'm big on trust like if you can't get the job done then your ass ain't working with me (laughs) and how I feel (laughs) is you either gonna work as hard as I am or harder Mm -hmm. I can't accept anything less Mm -hmm. and you know Having those people back to the point of uh, building that team around you. Having people around me that's trying to outwork me
2: mm-hmm.
1: is what keeps me on my toes. Yeah, Having people around me that's like, hey, like, Tony, did you get this? Did you do this? Da-da-da-da. And got me thinking like, oh, damn, you're right. Mm-hmm. Or people who are bringing solutions to me rather than problems or questions mm-hmm. that they can answer for themselves. Yeah. So bring me some solutions. Give me some options to where I can say, oh, you know what? I didn't think about this. Mm-hmm. But if I'm always... The one giving out the answers Yeah Then it's a problem Because you're not You you don't fit with this mold And where we're going at mm-hmm. And it's becoming inefficient Because now I have to spend my time yeah. Talking to your ass About something <laughs> That yeah. you could have did yourself
2: <laughs> Yo I So I, I really, I, I don't like the people that, like, you tell, like if you tell them to do something, they do it, right? But then they ask you what's next. So I'm like, okay, like, if you really pay attention to what I asked you to do, you should know what's, like, what the direction we're headed is. Yeah. Like, at least, you know, try to, like, you know, brainstorm with me. Ex-
1: precisely, <laughs> man. I, I like forward thinkers, man, mm-hmm. where, you mm-hmm. know, if there is a situation... You get a task. You can go ahead and say, "All right, I got this," but I'm also thinking about this. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this, Antoine? I'm like, hey, you know, that's a brilliant idea. I okay. never thought about that. But if mm-hmm. it's always, "All right, so what do you need me to do next?" Mm-hmm. Like, shit, I don't know. I got to think about this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think you need to? <laughs> what do you think you need to
0: do next? It kind of, it kind of, kind of reminds me of like someone going to going is going to a job interview and they don't know a specific skill. Mm-hmm. They go to the interviewer and they're like. Yeah, you just teach me. He's like, um, no, go go learn it yourself, yeah. and, and then you come and help mm-hmm. me out because yeah. Yeah, I don't got time to train you like that. You know, it's not that type line of work. You know, yeah. we're not we don't have like a training system. You don't have a training mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. You're you're either yeah. in it with me. We ain't got one yet. But just going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you, but starting off, you know, like every star kind of has like you kind of on the fly sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, even with us, like yeah. when we did the podcast, like we're like, damn, how are we gonna structure this and all that?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, like, but
0: it, it would help to kind of like you at least got to know a little bit man so you don't got to ask those questions of, okay. like, what do i do next it's like dude do you understand the big picture what i'm doing if you understand the big picture mm-hmm. then you don't really got to ask that question yeah. you know what i
1: mean but i I, yeah. I will tell you this though man um from my last experience with the film um with color of love uh i really learned the um i really learned having out having the outline even if there isn't, even if I don't know what's really going on in between and we just figure things out, but having the the, the general outline from, you know, pre-production to post-production, what's going to happen and giving that to people, mm-hmm. that is what makes the process a whole lot easier because people can see the in-betweens of what's going to happen. Yeah. Even if they're not, they don't even specifically have a job to do yeah. within that process. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of learning and, uh, and and I'm big on reading too, bro. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like Reading really elevates the mind. So a lot of people they come into the the, the realm of creativity where it's like, oh, I'm just watching. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching what this person is doing. I'll take a little bit from there, take a little bit from there, and add this into my repertoire. But if you don't if you don't read, you won't know shit at yeah. all. Yeah. So you have to read, grab books, and figure out. You know, <clears throat> okay, what is it that I don't know that this person know? Mm-hmm. And one of the people who um. As far as book suggestions, I listen to Jay-Z and what he says and, you know, the books that he's read. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, like, I see why he, he he's gotten to the point that he's at. Mm-hmm. Because all of the books that he's read literally tells you how to be a boss. You know, how to be the person that when people come to you, they see solutions and not problems. Mm-hmm. They see, you know... They see wealth, they see health, they see all these different things versus you being someone who's just, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a creator, but, you know, oh, so what have you read? Uh, what you mean what I read? Yeah. Like, so how do you know this? How do you structure all of this? Uh, you know, I, shit, we just kind of like do it like this. Okay, so you don't really have any practical experience in building something. You're just uh, doing whatever kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, nah, man, like, no nah, no nah, 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 you hating. No, I'm not hating. I'm just being, <laughs> being very, you know... Clear on what's going on here. You don't know what you're doing, but you want us to support this. Mm-hmm. I can't support that. And when we look at, you know, and I'm going on a tangent, but fuck it.
0: No, Bro. no.
1: I mean, yeah, they're kind of doing shit on the
0: fly, but when they hit that, Point where they need to be a boss. Yeah, they're kind of lost
1: yep. because they're not hearing anything or yeah. reading anything. You don't know how to be a him. boss. Exactly. You, in your mind, you a boss. Yeah, I'm a boss. No, no, that's, okay, so boss man, <laughs> <laughs> Show me, All right, tell me some shit. So, so, <laughs> tell yeah, me yeah. what you know. What you what you doing, boss man? They, how you can eventually
0: run to that situation where they're yeah. like, "What do I do?" And yeah. that's where reading books. And I actually read Jay Z's last book, um, that Michael Eric Dyson wrote. Mm-hmm. Really good book. I definitely recommend it, especially if you're a Jay Z fan. Um, but yeah you guys you get so many ideas on how to handle stressful situations because what you do is, is stressful I, I, I can tell you know mm-hmm. I, be, I bet it is like filmmaking any type of media is, yeah. is hard it you is, know.
1: Yeah. I would say for me, man, uh, this go around I made it a little bit easier because again, it goes back to planning. So I got my master's in public administration, and that's all that shit is about: planning. How do you effectively plan? How do you make sure that you you're building systems that are you know that are functional and mm-hmm. working efficiently? Mm-hmm. So using that along with with reading more books on you know doing things. So another book I read um, is called Contagious. And I also think back to another point I made earlier is people don't look at it from a business perspective. Like we're doing film, but at the end of the day, who are we targeting? What is our target audience? You know, what are our goals? What are the things that we want to go ahead and get done? And those are just things that I look at from a from a you know a broader perspective because it's like we're gonna create this film. Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of this film? Mm-hmm. And when people watch it, What are they going to get out of it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, in my creative process, I look at three things. You know, the creatives. So when people are looking at it, you know, who are creatives, they're looking at the angles. They're looking at the colors. They're looking at, you know, the the sounds, right? Mm -hmm. And then we got the learners. So people who don't know anything about what it is that I'm doing, but they're learning about what I'm doing, and they're even learning about the content in the film, right? Then we have the thinkers. So the people who are, you know, on a higher level of thinking and they want to fact check everything make sure that everything is correct so i'm making my films for those three target groups because it's like if we don't tackle those people then mm-hmm. we're we're not tackling anything and if we just focus on one mm-hmm. then now we left everyone else out and now it's like oh then you get that oh i don't like what he's doing da nah, da nah, nah, this but again the shit ain't for everybody yeah but At least I want to make sure that my content flows across those three boards because then I can have a diversity in opinions about what it is that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I can take what I want, leave what I don't, Mm -hmm. and move forward with that. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's just another part of my thought process in filmmaking.
2: That's why I really like marketing overall. Like marketing just in general like you know it breaks down that those specific categories that you that everyone looks for Mm -hmm. and you gotta come up with the you know the right algorithm the right you know technique to to hit specific markets and like when you really break it down at the end of the day people will say yo that's madness cause because at a certain point, it kind of is madness, oh, yeah. and you gotta you gotta kind of have like you know that lucky you know that lucky uh, hit every now and then, but but there is a method to that madness, and then when you know how to navigate through that, bro, like the the possibilities are endless, and I'm just I'm just happy like we have you know creatives and people here in the area that is just as driven like like oh, yeah. yourself and uh, you know previous guests that want to see this area th- uh, thrive. But they also want to bring something of value To this area mm-hmm. You know what I mean Not just like Oh I'm here and I'm going to leave No yeah. you, you you, did something here you, you were creative here And now this is You know This is A part of you This oh, yeah. is part it's, of your it's history It's the backyard now. right now yeah, so like And I feel like That's important With anybody that any, any place you go Any place you go You should, you know Bring value to it You shouldn't, you know Just take from it And that's, mm-hmm. just, that's just my opinion But I wanted to go back to so, Something that we you had talked about Is, you know Getting things done Under pressure mm-hmm. I feel like I do a lot of good work Under pressure Like, <laughs> even when I was in college Like, writing papers and stuff oh, under, pressure? 11, under pressure 11.59 You're writing at 11.50 Bro, 11, like
1: 11.50 Diamonds, bro There was, there was, there was a paper
2: <laughs> I remember getting Where I got like An A plus on it and the teacher was like this is some of the most fantastic work I've ever saw and i'm 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 embellishing but i was like yo yeah. I, I kinda wrote that like today today <laughs> to like, like yeah. today today i even like yeah. i even take it nowhere to get it like second looked i just submitted that shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like it, it is important like uh, we're like i feel like if you wor- work best under pressure you should have a plan, don't get me wrong, you should definitely have a plan, but if you work better under pressure, then maybe you should push more. put some more pressure on yourself or have other people put some pressure on you.
1: Yeah, you know and I mean? you know, to be real with you, I realized that um, even for me, like I, I'm, I'm good under pressure, but I don't want to be under pressure because mm-hmm. I want to be at ease, because again, it goes back to the idea of being a boss. If I'm a boss that's always working under pressure, mm-hmm everybody around me gonna be in, you know, in chaos. Mm-hmm. So nothing is gonna seem functional. I'm always gonna be stressed out. How is it gonna transition to my health, to my, you know, my my mm-hmm. relationship, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. So I wanna plan things out in advance so we can look at it and say, all right, we knew that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and, you know, make things, you know, work a little bit easier. So mm-hmm. I, again, like I say, this film right here, we're planning everything out so meticulously because I wanna alleviate some of that pressure. It's almost like, you know, if, someone bumps their head or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to you got to ice it, you know what I mean? But yeah. you can also avoid that if you didn't jump on the bed, like, Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. but and that's just kind of the, the things that I that I'm putting into practice is understanding mm-hmm. like, you know, certain things are avoidable mm-hmm. and certain things aren't. And when we cross that path where it just you know, oh, we didn't expect this to happen. Then we get there, but for the most part, planning effectively alleviates most of that um, that pressure, and people feel like they have to work under pressure because um, when you're working under pressure, it does give you. So, case in point, um, we did our we did the film Color of Love. We were out on the beach for like two hours, mm-hmm. right, and we we weren't supposed to be out there that long but we were being so creative because we had the space to do that right Yeah. and then we realized holy shit we are running out of time for today's shoot and we started running under pressure so now we're missing things that we should have done and you know shit like that and we get back to the editing post editing like damn man we could have done this and we could have done that Mm -hmm. and it's all because we were working under pressure Mm -hmm. so being able to prevent that mm-hmm. by planning effectively and making sure you have accountable people around you to keep you on track. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm heading at cuz mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to get to that space again where, you know, I'm running out of time mm-hmm. and now I don't now I have shit that I'm looking like, damn, we could have mm-hmm. definitely did better on that. Yeah. But if I got the time and, you know, it's just like, damn, you mm-hmm. know, we didn't think about this. We had the time, we were comfortable with it. Yeah. I'll be fine with that versus mm-hmm. fuck.
2: <laughs> we ran out of time I feel you Bro, Alan could definitely Attest to this I'm like I'm somebody Who likes to create Templates for things Yeah Like even for the frat Like all I would do Is just create Like a syst- Like systems Or like templates of how to do something because I never really, you know, found the value of creating, like, an agenda or a template in something until, like, I really needed it in college. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
2: especially writing a paper. I never really, you know, cared too much about creating an outline for a paper until I started creating outlines and I realized, yo, writing this paper is way (laughs) easier now that I got an outline than it is, you know, just formulating it on the spot. And, like, I feel like people don't really, like, take into account how, like, Useful an agenda, uh, a template. Like even if you can't think of one yourself, there's t- dozens of templates online for online. things that you can find. Yep. And and once once you do your research on it, I'm telling you, your life will be a lot easier. Oh, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like learning how to use your phone for the first time. Mm-hmm. Once you know what these symbols mean, you always know what those symbols mean, and now it's easier for you to navigate through the phone. Yeah, That's man.
0: Sure. You know what I mean? Now you know you know sometimes Antoine like and let me know if this happens to you too. When I do something, you know, when I'm working on something really hard, mm-hmm. I feel like it looks good, but then <laughs> I'm the type to always screw in that littlest thing. And then I just keep doing it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Does that happen to you when you're like, um, when you're doing like filmmaking or anything like that? You, you don't like a specific scene or anything. So you're like, nah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. But to everybody else, it looks good. But like to yourself, you just notice the littlest thing because it's yours.
1: Yeah, you know? I would say that in a sense, I'm a perfectionist. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to think that we can always do better, but I have learned the value in and, um, and making sure that you don't you don't over you know scrutinize yourself because at the end of the day, we become our worst critics. Yeah. We'll look at some shit and be like, "Ah, oh, man!" Like even Color of Love. I, I shoot, uh, what was it? It, it must have been like um, a few days ago. I, I watched Color of Love, and it's been like a month since I watched it. I don't go back and be like, "Damn, I should," because I already know I did it. You know what I'm saying? I can't go back and change it. And even during the um, the editing process, it's certain things that are like, ah, we just got to leave it as it is, bro. If they notice it, (laughs) they notice it. If they don't, they don't. But um, it's never really anything like too significant um, Mm -hmm. of the fact. But um, I try not to scrutinize myself so much, even when it comes to writing the scripts. Like I told you, I wrote that script the day of the script reading. I went back, looked over it a little bit more, Mm -hmm. edited some of the the words and... (laughs) Boom, we out with it. The yeah. second script for Color of Love, I looked at that bad boy. I'm like, man, I like it, but there's just something missing from it. And then I added something, and then I left it as that. Mm-hmm. I sent it to everybody. Everybody loved it. I left it as that because I try not to, you know, be over overly critical about my content because it's a it's a learning process. It's a you know, like you said, a hypothesis. You mm-hmm. put it out there. If I do this, then this will happen because. Mm-hmm. Boom, that didn't happen. Now let's change up the variables and see what we can make happen better the next time. Yeah. and um, That's saw that advice. I need to take that for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I remember growing up and I was there running through the scientific method. I was like, what the fuck am I going to use this for? You know what I mean? Life. And then look at this. We're t- fucking talking about you it use right that now. that bit
1: through life. And the reason I, I related to it because I was an eighth grade science teacher. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, damn, this is exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. This is literally life. You, you create something. You start off with an idea of what you want it to look like. Mm-hmm. You start working on it, knows your variables. Then you go ahead and you get your conclusion. You're like, damn, this ain't really what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But let me try it again. You switch yeah. it up a little bit more and mm-hmm. now you see it's starting to get better and better and better. And before you know it, you're So people are, people are calling you a genius now because of you just practicing and, and doing it over and over and, and mm-hmm. changing the variables and making sure that you get it right. Mm-hmm. And now people around the world are going to be loving the content that you're creating. So that's just kind of how I look at it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't put too much pressure on myself about, you know, creating, 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 and putting this out and putting that out. Like if I, I – because I feel like I am a brand. I know that I'm a brand, Antoine Lindsay. So if I put some shit out and it's subpar – People gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, why is why is he putting that out? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm not putting anything out until it's been, you know, there's a method behind the madness, Mm -hmm. and we've strategically mapped this out, and I can see, and other people can see, oh, he's thinking big, big. He's not just thinking on those, you know, local level. So with the film Hush, we're gonna be doing a national tour. Mm -hmm. First film, no tour, just Mm -hmm. a few screenings. Second film, Colour of Love, a tour. Uh, we did five cities in the U.S. This film, we're probably gonna do like thirty cities. Partnerships and sponsorships from from different universities, you know, nonprofit organizations,
2: mm-hmm. all
1: of that good old jazz. Because I'm looking at the bigger picture here. Mm-hmm. People think, and, and again, and, and 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 it goes back to like we talked about being the boss mentality. You can't be a boss if all you're thinking about is was inside that box. Yep. think outside of it. Think outside of that box, because that box is a limitation. And you place those limitations on your, your talent, your gifts, mm-hmm. that's all you're going to be in. You're going to wonder, well, damn, how come this opportunity ain't happening to me? Mm-hmm. No, how come I can't get this? How come... Because look where you at, bro. Mm-hmm. you still in the same motherfucking place mm-hmm. you yeah. was in last time. Yeah, You're not growing. Think, you got to think macro, but you got to work in micro. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Think macro, work micro. Because yeah. those little steps, it's like building a house. You don't just say, all right, boom. House Nah You gotta put the bricks together You gotta, you gotta set gotta the lay, foundation Right You gotta yeah. set the foundation And mm-hmm. then just And it progressively gets You know yeah. To where it's gonna be So
2: mm-hmm. So for everybody out there That got that person like Why you doing this Fuck around And be like Why not bitch?
1: Re- Really Why not
0: should, Why not bro yeah, why I mean not? you're gonna You're gonna go through Growing pains yeah. Or yeah.
1: Why you doing this yeah. Fuck you <laughs> That's Fuck why it. Fuck you, yo, you, yo, just, you just, It's not for you Just a quick
2: <laughs>
0: comment I wanted to make About um you giving that book to your students, man, I, I really like how you you basically accommodated to them, you yeah. know, because they were obviously like, like you said, when they're reading, like, hell no, they don't want to yeah. read and nah, go to sleep I'm and good. all that shit. <laughs> and I feel like the education system nowadays, they don't really accommodate to the students. They're just given to what's given on the curriculum and they follow that. And if you yep. don't follow that, then yep.
2: that's it, you, you know? Failed. And I
0: feel like, yeah. especially with, you know, Hispanics, blacks, you know, we they come through like a different type of culture you know depending obviously where you um grew up in but like for instance like my parents man they grew up in a very poor country you mm-hmm. know and like compared to somebody who's lived in the U.S. who doesn't know about that stuff you know so sometimes you gotta tailor to towards other um, people's personality, especially young kids like that yeah. you know and um I, I really I really like that you did that bro because i feel like more teachers should do that you know the education system i think like we go through college i mean at least for me like i mean i learned shit but am i the smartest guy and know everything about my major i probably don't Mm -hmm. you know um and that's why i feel like the education system is like very, you know Not flawed in a way But at the same time Say that shit bro. It's flawed That is it's flawed, bro. It's flawed. That it. it's <laughs> flawed bro Say that shit It's flawed bro Education <laughs> system is flawed, bro. It's flawed. We could it's go on The whole fucking <laughs>
2: tangent On <laughs> I, I, I'll be brief I like,
0: on I, I, you. I feel like teachers Educators need to Accommodate to What they're dealing
1: with Bro I'll, I'll be brief on that man The, the this education system Isn't designed For students to Truly go and understand their vocation. It's designed for students to go in the classroom, take a standardized test. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, show a result so that way the school district can get some funds, Yep. right? Most teachers, when you talk about title one schools, they don't have the experience of dealing with these kids. They don't have the experience of dealing with kids who grew up in, you know, impoverished communities. So they get in these classrooms and instead of them trying to get to understand who they are, they wanna be the authoritarian in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Sit down mm-hmm. before I kick you out and all this other stuff. Come on, man, like I ain't got time for that. You you wanna get out, you can get out. But yeah. we finna have fun in here, we gonna turn up, we gonna learn, we gonna yeah. have you know yeah. and I'm accommodating because it's that cultural competency. Mm-hmm. I know what it is like to be you. Yeah. But if you want to make sure. it hard on yourself in this class, mm-hmm. then that's that's fine too. You can do that. I'm yeah. not I'm never going to kick you out. You're just going to sit there, you're going to have to move your seat, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just that. But if you want to, if you really want to disrupt the class, then you can just go ahead and get out. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how I, how I laid the foundation with my students. And most times, again, like I said, you have teachers who are working at these schools who they don't have that passion, you know, to change a kid's life and touch their heart. It's I'm here to get a check. And, you know, I'm here because uh, I want to be a teacher, but I don't really know the essence of what it means to be a teacher. I just have my degree and I know this is what they taught me in school. So now that I'm here, let me try to practice this shit that they taught me in school. But you realize that none of that shit is working because these badass kids ain't from the fold. They are gonna get on you. And I'm not say that they yeah. bad, but they just, they just, they're eager to want to be loved. That's what it really is. So yeah. when they're like, oh, these kids bad. No, they probably don't get any love at home. So when they come to class, mm-hmm. this is the time where they can actually get to kind of be themselves. Yeah. And they can joke and play around and stuff. And you know, and sometimes they get a little out of hand, you gotta check them Like, hey, like, hey, sit down. Yeah. Like, what? Like this is this is not about to happen. So, I mean... It's, it's their safe zone because, yeah, yeah. because like, in the inner city, you might
0: not be confined at home, but you're confined in the area. In that, mm-hmm. yeah. that square so mileage. You, you can't express yourself like that outside mm-hmm. because something bad can happen to you, whereas in school... You can express yourself like that, but it, it's not—you're not on the streets.
1: The repercussions yeah. are yeah. completely different. You're yeah. gonna be like, "Oh, you're gonna send me to ISS, man? Fuck this shit!" You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Flipping desk, and now you just go to ISS for yeah, 20, 30 ISS, minutes. So I am not
0: gonna go and like get jumped or you yeah. know
1: anything like that. You're you not know? gonna get arrested and go to jail because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're out there saying "fuck this shit" and you have somebody, uh, you know, uh, corner store or something. Right. It's year in class. You just, you, you, it's, it's, it's their release. They're there eight hours most out of their day. You know, so the the teachers they literally have to become their parents, and some yeah. of these, I'm not your I'm not your mom. I don't your man. Look, mm-hmm. I am. So,
2: bro, this self biography that you're gonna you're gonna have one day that's just gonna be lit. First of oh all,
1: yeah.
2: I feel like you Denzel need to have some caliber. teaching one-on-one book they need to write or some shit. You need to get that popping too.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a need, I'm definitely gonna need to check out your films. I'm yeah, to read sure. your Books for sure, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. I love I love what you um described on there,
2: man. Mm-hmm.
1: Bet.
2: Yo, so we have a tradition here on this podcast As the last question We have all of our guests answer the same question Damn, I'm like making love to the mic Hold up Uh, um, So the question is If you could have a toast Or give a toast to Southwest Florida And the people of it What piece of advice would you want to leave them with?
1: Piece of advice I would want to leave People in Southwest Florida with Mm. I think uh, It's a quote from uh, Willy Wonka. This is my favorite movie. He say, we are the makers of the music. We are the dreamers of the dreams. And what that means is we can do whatever it is that we put our mind to. So don't allow people to come over here and cast doubt on what you got going on. Just." Again, say fuck it and do it. Try it until you you know you figure it out. And and when you understand what your vocation, what your purpose is in life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: do it because you'll work this nine to five job and they'll slave you till you die. Mm-hmm. But then, and as and soon as you die, they're gonna replace you. Mm-hmm. So do what it is that 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 makes you satisfied as far as creatively, and just go out there and understand that it's a process, trial and error, mm-hmm. and never give up.
2: So. I know Alan wants to say something to that
0: toast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was deep, bro. Willy Wonka, is, I think, is the first shout-out yep. from Willy Wonka yep. we've yeah, had on F- there. F- there. F- 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 a- I'm no nigga. You got to keep it different, bro. You got to bring
1: some different flavor here
0: sometimes, bro. Appreciate you for coming on, bro. Any any special shout-outs you want to give to anybody out there, bro? Um,
1: special shout-out to my son, Aiden. Uh, that's my world right there. Special shout-out to my mom, my family, uh, Southwest Florida family here. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, shit, fuck it, nobody else, man. I'm out here, especially shout out to God. Uh, yeah. Um, shout out to, um, you know, just just a lot of great people in this world. Um, you know, um, shout out to my bae. You know, I'm gonna just go ahead and say that. Uh, she probably gonna watch this and be like, why are you telling people? You know, <laughs> but, um, you know we try to keep, we gonna keep that um, on a low low. Um, that's just the kind of person she is, and I love that about her because mm-hmm. um, I'm not, I'm not really into letting everybody in my business. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah where, that's about where can it, the man.
2: people find you? I know you have antoinelindsay.com.
0: Where can they find you? Where can they um, watch your films and purchase your books?
1: So you can do both at antoinelindsay.com. Um, you can find me on social media, Instagram. Uh, Facebook At Antoine Lindsey um, Type it in And, and I'll populate up um, That's That's where you can find me And just be on the lookout for, um, for Hush It's gonna be a really Big deal Nationally We got so many Big people That are Involved with in this I, I, I just keep it on the low Cause I'm, I don't wanna Block my blessings mm-hmm. But um, yeah it's, it's gonna be amazing
0: That's dope, man Antoine Lindsay, everybody Don't steal my line (laughs) (laughs) Don't steal my line He's mad guy I stole his line His his outro last time But Another episode in the books You already know, man Drink Uh your celery juice, everybody (laughs) We out of here We out Peace. Peace